Welcome to God's Playbook with your host, Father Rico Passero. Let's play ball. Friends, welcome back to God's Playbook. Today is the feast of the conversion of St. Paul. And I think this feast teaches us so much about how God works. And it also teaches us about how we should be. So let's first talk about God because he's always much more important than us. So God chose Saul. Saul grew up as a Jewish man himself, who then was instrumental in ensuring that Christians were being killed. And in fact, he found it fun to make sure that Christians were being executed. We know that history tells us that Saul was present and was instrumental in the execution of St. Stephen, the first martyr of our church. So imagine when they met in heaven. Interesting conversation. (laughs) But nonetheless, uh, back to Saul. Saul lived life and Jesus called out to him with a very important question. Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Which is the topic of today's podcast. Why are you persecuting me? It took this extreme question, this call by God, this reaching out, for Saul to come to realize that scales fell from his eyes. He was blind to see that what he was doing was adamantly opposed to God's will. Saul had this conversion experience to which the church celebrates today, in which he sees the light, literally and figuratively, Saul hears the beautiful voice of Jesus, who asks him the question, why are you persecuting me? Saul is the only one who experiences this voice, this call of Jesus, and is very afraid. But it humbles himself so much so that he starts to listen. And by listening to the call, he has a decision to make. Is he going to respond to God in a positive way or negative way? Saul chooses the positive way and is given a new mission by God. He is healed by one of God's friends. And the scriptures tell us then that he is given a new name, Paul. He refers to himself as an apostle and is instrumental in bringing the conversion, especially of the Gentile people the non-Jews, so that they may come to know, love, and serve Jesus too. Would any of us have chosen Saul to be this local apostle? Again, it shows that God's ways are not our ways, nor his ways our ways. We might refer to God as being crazy. Only a crazy person would pick Saul Somebody who's persecuting Christians. I mean, who's even going to believe his message once he has his conversion experience? Isn't he the one who was killing everyone off and now he's promoting the very topic that he was looking to attack? But we should ask ourselves the question, first of all, by the way, God's not crazy just because he thinks differently than us. We need to think like him. He doesn't need to think like human beings. 
the creator is always much greater than the creation. But God thinks differently because he ensures that all of his children have the ability to receive a second chance. He doesn't give up. He doesn't throw the towel in on anyone. Why couldn't he pick Saul to do his mission of evangelization? Why wouldn't he ask Saul the question about why he's persecuting him? Why would he pick someone else? Isn't Saul the perfect person? Doesn't Saul represent anyone who's having a conversion experience? If God is not throwing the towel in on him, why would he throw in the towel on you or me either? God never gives up on his people. And so as a result, what should happen for us is we should never give up on others too. Or giving up on ourselves. It's never too late to have a conversion experience. It's never too late to reshape our lives. It's never too late for God to call us into mission, whatever that mission might look like. Am I willing to live like Saul? To have that conversion experience, to transform my life, to look at the world the way God does, as opposed to the way that others might see the world. The second part of this is the question, why are you persecuting me? I wonder if Saul ever thought that by killing off the Christians, he was persecuting Jesus directly. You might argue, well, if he's killing a Christian, then why wouldn't he be hurting Christ? Well, Ask ourselves the question, when you say something mean to someone, are you thinking about offending God or just offending that person? When you're angry with someone, you say to somebody, God forbid, go to hell. Are we even thinking about what going to hell really means? Or are we just angry? And by telling that person to go to hell, which again, God forbid anyone would go to hell, we certainly don't mean what we say. No, do we realize that as we are speaking to them, that Christ is in that person? Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? This question Jesus asks is a question he's asking us too. Anytime we do something wrong against somebody, I would suggest that we often don't think about offending God in the moment. We think about offending that person. They've hurt us. They've disappointed us. They've offended us. They've wronged us. We feel betrayed by them or we're just having a very bad day. But anytime I speak ill of someone, I'm actually persecuting Jesus too. This person I'm speaking ill of is God's daughter or son. And yes, they may be a sinner. Yes, they may have said something offensive, done something offensive, or failed to do something helpful. But the more we actually think about that question, the more it helps us to realize that I don't want to persecute Jesus ever. And yet, when I attack an individual or a group of people, I am persecuting Jesus. No different than Saul was when he was attacking the Christians. He's attacking the Lord himself. 
So I don't think any of us listeners would ever want to offend God, to persecute God. And yet that's exactly what we do when we make those choices. So why are you persecuting me is a question God is asking us whenever we find ourselves in a difficult relationship with another person. How do we address this? How do we deal with this? How do we grow from this? How do we change this? Saul decided to change and transform his life. This encounter with the risen Christ was life-changing, a game-changer. It's changed the perspective. No different than a franchise or a team who consciously says, it's not about making money. We're tired of losing. Right now, if you're a Detroit Lions fan, how excited are you? It's been 30 years where your team's been the laughing stock, where they just kind of existed in the NFL. But the new ownership structure and the people in charge were tired of losing and have transformed that franchise that are one way away, one game away from the Super Bowl. Fans are tired of losing. We have to change the culture. Otherwise, why would they continue to cheer for us? It's not about making money, is it? Well, I mean, let's face it, it is for ownership. But for the fan base, they don't care how much money the owners make. They want their team to win. How much more important is it in our spiritual lives when we realize that we need to change our culture within ourselves? How can I grow so that I become holy? How can I make decisions to which I answer the question to Jesus, no, Lord, I don't want to persecute you. I'm going to choose the higher road here. I'm going to realize that I don't want to upset you in any way, shape, or form. The conversion of St. Paul is an inspiration for us, friends, that God will never give up on us and that he's challenging us to stop persecuting him and the people whom he loves, which is everyone. Let's ask the intercession of the saint who had to learn the hard way so that as we learn the hard way too, we may make a decision that is holy and pleasing in God's sight. Why are you persecuting me? Let's stop the persecution and put a smile on the face of our God instead. For God's Playbook friends, I'm Father Rico. God loves you and so do I. If you like what you hear, please consider supporting us using any of our affiliate links in the description below via Budsprout, Ko-Fi, or GoFundMe. Thanks and God bless.